Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. All right, here we go. Back into another edition, another time together in the overflow. Man, in the overflow. We're doing this. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. And just getting after it in the overflow because, because there is an available life uh, for us in the name of Jesus that is powerful, it's robust, it's dynamic. Uh, but man, so many of us don't understand how to walk in it. Uh, the ways of the world press in, the lifestyle choices of the world press in, and all for slick and shiny and fancy and and uh, good stuff. And, and we need combative forces. We need wisdom and understanding for how to live in the fullness of life that the Lord Jesus Christ offers us so that we can stand, so that we can enjoy that life. Uh, we can live in the fullness of it, but then so that our lives can become a billboard, an advertisement to the world about why the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified can be such a, a, a delicious way, a powerful way to live life. And so we press in here, uh, we press in here and um, uh, away we go. So let, let's talk about third timing the first time. What, what the heck does that mean? What the heck does that mean? Here's my question. Here's my question. What would it, what's the difference between a third time parent and a first-time parent. Have you been around parents at all? What's the difference that you've seen between a brand new parent, some mom and dad who've never had a kid before, first-time parent, and a third-time parent, right? I mean, the visuals of the distinction of those things can almost be can almost be comical, right? The typical first-time parent is just freaking out about everything. Freaking out about everything. Uh, filled with all sorts of baby anxiety, nursing versus bottles, teething, sleep schedules, sleep training methodology. So I let them cry it out. It sounds so cruel. Uh, is the baby just hungry? Is it hungry and tired? Is it both? Is it something else? Uh, diaper changing, scheduling. When's the baby going to roll over, pull up, start cruising, walking, and then ooing and aahing over everything, pictures on everything. Uh, the, the, the typical first time parent is just a mess. And then in, in contrast to that, what about the third time parent? What does the third time parent look like? Cool, confident, completely, completely at ease. Now here's the kicker. The mechanics of parenting newborns is largely the same for the first time parent and the third time parent. They're feeding baby, they're clothing baby, they're putting the baby to sleep. Uh, the mechanics are largely the same, but the first-time parent is a mess, while the third-time parent is cool and calm. And, and, and so what's the difference? It, it, we would look at that and go, well, this isn't exactly breakthrough, but it will be in just a minute. What's the difference? The difference is third-time parent been there, done that. Third-time parent has confidence in, in what they're doing and how all of this, how all of this works. And so, and so my, my question for us becomes, what would it look like if we could go through our days? What would it look like if we could live our lives like a third-time parent? What would it look like if we went through everything in our lives, even issues that we've never gone through before, as if it was the third time that we've gone through them? What if you woke up in the day? First-time parent wakes up in the day, knows they have to parent that day, and is filled with mess. Third-time parent wakes up in the day, same day, same parenting responsibilities, not a mess. 
what would it look like for you? What would it look like for me if we woke up today knowing that we had issues today, we had life today, yet we woke up with the confidence of a third-time parent versus the chaos of a, of a first-time parent? Now, now, track me in this. Watch how this could look biblically. Uh, Mark chapter 4, 35 to 41 is a very famous scene. I wrote uh, my book, Be the Way of Rest, is largely predicated on unpacking. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. If you haven't read that yet, Be the Way of Rest, I would uh, encourage you to do that. You can get it off of the store on our website, trexo.org, or you can get it on amazon.com. Um, it's a really good book. Super helpful. Uh, but in this scene, uh, Jesus is on the boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee with his disciples. He's on the boat, middle Sea of Galilee. They're going from, I think in this journey, if I remember right, they're going from the west side of Galilee to the east side of Galilee, from the Promised Land to the Decapolis. They're on the boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee and a uh, life-threatening storm develops. Jesus is on the boat enjoying a great nap. Life-threatening storm develops. The disciples panic wake up Jesus and question whether or not Jesus really cares. Do you care that we are perishing? Which the irony of that, the son of the living God has left heaven to come and deliver mankind and rescue mankind. And yet here are the disciples questioning Jesus as to whether or not he really, he really cares. Jesus wakes up, he stands, he turns, he faces the storm, he faces the winds, he rebukes the winds and causes them to absolutely cease, causes them to cease. And the disciples are in awe. But they went through this period of complete and total anxiety, fear and gnashing of teeth and all the mess that, that goes along with that. And they would have looked a lot like first-time parents. First-time parents. Now, how would the disciples handle the exact same situation, the exact same scenario, if they would have gone through it a second time? Boat, Sea of Galilee, Jesus, life-threatening storm. Second time through. And then, and then... What would it look like if the disciples handled the situation or were put in the exact same situation a third time? A third time. Life-threatening storm, Jesus on the boat. What would that have looked like? I suggest, hopefully by the third time through, the disciples would not have panicked. They would not have feared. They would not have had anxiety. Uh, they would have very calmly saw the storm, not freaked out about the storm. They would have looked to Jesus in a way of faith and not by fear. They would have called on the power of the Holy Spirit in the same way that Jesus did, and they would have trusted in the faithfulness of, of God their Father. All throughout the life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, he's continually demonstrating to his disciples his power and authority over all the various storms of life. In the Sea of Galilee, we see Jesus teaching and demonstrating to the disciples the power of God over nature. But we also see it over sickness, over demonization, over bad teaching, false teaching, the power of Jesus to confront the Pharisees. Uh, and then we certainly see even the power of Jesus exerted over death, where Jesus will raise people from the dead. Every single one of these movements from Jesus into the lives of the apostles and the lives of the disciples is supposed to be increasing their confidence in the faithfulness of God our Father in the faithfulness of God our Father over any storm in life that should be netting the disciples an interior transformation that leads them from one or at least invites them from one of an interior of panic, an interior of fear, an interior of <clears throat> excuse me, insecurity or inferiority into an interior that would look like the interior of a third-time parent. The interior of a third-time parent. And so how much how much would your life change if you could walk through this day, whatever day it is that you're listening to this, if you could walk through this day the first time 
as if it was the third time. How much could would your the interior of your life change? How much would the interior of your life change if when you woke up this morning with whatever the issues are that you're going to face today, and you don't know what the issues are, some of them you do, some of them you don't, but if you could walk through the day with the reflexive belief, confidence, assurance that God our Father is going to provide, He's going to take care of you. How much confidence could you enjoy? How much confidence could you enjoy? This is the difference. This is third timing the first time. And, and the Lord showed me this, dealt with this in my own life, I don't know how many months ago. Um, uh, but not in the not so recent past, gave me this third time language. I don't even remember what the circumstances were. But it, it occurred to me that, man, I want to walk through my day and I want to walk through the rest of my days with the third time confidence, the confidence of a third time parent. And that third time confidence doesn't have to come from been there, done that. It comes from a blank check that's given to God our Father as we grow in confidence that He is going to be faithful. As we grow in confidence that He is going to be faithful. That's the difference. The difference maker is confidence in the faithfulness of God our Father. Now, way too many of us as followers of Jesus will say that we believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but we don't live like we have confidence in the Father, the Son, in the Holy Spirit. Uh, the the game-changing, day-shifting, internal reality-altering question for us every single day and in each issue of our lives is very simple. How confident are you? How confident am I in our Father's faithfulness? In every day of your life, in everything of your life, how sure are you that if you follow your Father's leading, He's going to provide? How sure are you? This is where the rubber, this is where the rubber meets the road. And many of us will never graduate, will never progress from a first-time mentality to a third-time mentality simply because of fear. Fear is powerful. Fear is, is toxic. And fear is very effective uh, at keeping us in bondage from releasing into the joy and the wonder and the gentle waters of our Father's faithfulness. Uh, we fear that His provision um, uh, will not be what we want it to be. We fear that his provision is not going to be what we want it to be, or we fear that his provision is not going to be as good as we feel like we could provide for ourselves. Uh, fear is a massive issue that can keep us from enjoying a third time, third time mentality. In addition to fear, ignorance is also equally powerful in keeping us from enjoying the Father's faithfulness in our lives. We don't really know how following Him and, and, and receiving His provision works. So we end up receiving or walking in a superficial means of relating with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in which we go to church or we do the Bible studies and we do all of these, these superficial kind of things, but we never really enter into the deeper waters of learning how to trust our Father. And, and what we experience is this superficial reality of living with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit very rarely ever provides any kind of internal benefit very rarely, in particular in the mess of our lives, in the flow of our days, in the chaos of what we're dealing with, there's no real looking to God our Father to be the solution or the source or the answer because we just don't flat out, just don't know how to access that. And that's so much of why we do the overflow is to provide the how. Like how does 
how does this work? Let me get underneath the hood of your faith as a mechanic. Let me get underneath the hood of your faith and let me tinker around and help you understand how all of these different features of the faith work so that your car, the car of your faith can run in the direction that you run it to, want it to run in. And so fear is powerful in keeping us away from third time living. And so too, so too is, so too is ignorance. So too is ignorance. So let me cast a vision for you. See if you see if you can get this. See if this is intoxicating to you and something that you would want to lean into. Uh, can you imagine what a person's internal reality would look like? What would a person's internal reality look like if they lived every day, if they lived every day in each issue of that day in absolute confidence that in all things God their Father would be faithful? Can you imagine? what that person would look like, what their, that person's internal life would look like. No matter the issue, even issues the person has never experienced before, it's the first time on the boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, the storms kick up, and they're just cool as the other side of the pillow. Just like Jesus was, right? Jesus, to the best of our knowledge of the Gospels, had never been on a boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee when a life-threatening storm kicked up, and yet here is Jesus, cool, calm, and collected, and here are the disciples freaking out. What would it look like for a person that so trusted in the faithfulness of God our Father that even in first-time issues, they handled them as if it was the third time, as if it was the third time going through that? How peace-filled would that person be? What would their internals look like? How confident would that person be? How powerful, how powerful would that, would that person be? Compare and contrast Jesus with the disciples on the boat in Mark chapter 4. Compare and contrast a third-time parent with a with a first time parent, and so the question becomes: Is that what you want? Is, is that what you want? Do you want to transition into a third time third time living? How do you get there? What does that look like? How do you begin the transition? How do you begin the process? And my experience in working with people and delivering them into third time living, and I this is I do this regularly, help people move from first time living into third time living, if we can use that vernacular. Um, uh, how do you do it? And this way we do it. This is the way that I've found to be most successful. We do it one issue at a time. We practice, we train, we try, we test, we deal with this one issue, one issue at a time. And so let me give you some steps. Let me give you an exercise that you can go through that will help you begin to learn how to trust and live into the confidence of God, our father for your life. Number one, identify the issue, identify the issue, start with something that might be a little bit smaller, maybe, but number one, identify the issue. Maybe you need to type a difficult email to a colleague, to a vendor, to a client. Maybe it's just an email. Hey, I got to type something and I'm all bound up on the inside about what I'm going to identify the issue. Um, maybe you need to have a challenging conversation with your spouse or with one of your children. Um, maybe you're battling insecurity because of something a specific person did to you. Identify the issue that you are going to work with. Got our father on. Identify the issue. Number two, write the issue down. You got to write it down. You got to write it down. So much perspective is lost because we're trying to track and manage all the issues that are warring and swirling and battling inside of our brains. You will find incredible peace, incredible uh, sanity just by learning the discipline of writing your junk down. Just write it down. So grab that one issue. Secondly, write it down. Thirdly, release that issue to our Father. Release that issue to 
take it out of your hands and put it in the hands of our Father. You can pray something like this. Use your own words, but something like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release this issue into your hands. I declare that in this you are faithful. I declare that in this you are faithful. I ask you, Father, to speak and lead me in the way you have for me to go. Give me the words. Give me the tone. Give me the truth. Give me the courage. Give me the very specific things that I need and everything that I need to be faithful to you in this thing in my life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, so identify the issue, write it down, release it to your Father, and then and then take a big deep breath. Take a big deep breath. So much of your breathing patterns reveal the tightness that you have internally. And the tighter you are internally, the harder it is for you to receive what God our Father has for you in your life. And so you breathe. And as you relax and loosen up, it's actually space is being created. Space is being created inside of you to receive, to hear what God our Father is leading for you to do. Identify the issue, write it down, release it to your Father, breathe deeply. Number five, listen. Listen. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. He's going to want to speak to you. He's going to fill your heart and mind with peace. He's going to fill your heart and mind with direction. The Spirit of God, third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is going to speak going to give you words, going to give you guidance, direction, uh, uh, listen. And then lastly, obey. Obey. Be faithful. Um, uh, it wouldn't be surprising if you receive something that's counterintuitive. It wouldn't be surprising if you receive something from the Holy Spirit that's against your grain. Uh, it certainly wouldn't be surprising if the Holy Spirit gave you something that you've never done before. Uh, uh, and that's okay. Uh, we're learning. Uh, the ways of the, our Father are not our ways. Uh, and so this is part of the process of learning to trust him and what it is that he wants to do because his agenda oftentimes is not our agenda. And so we're surrendering and learning how to trust that what his agenda is is better and, and more effective and, and richer than our agenda for ourselves. And so, and so obey. Uh, so here we go. Identify the issue, write it down, release it to your father, breathe deeply, listen, and then, and then obey. One issue at a time. As you get experience in that as you experience breakthrough in that it will create a passion well, let me see well this really works this really works man trusting in god my father really works god my father is for me this is awesome and that will lead you to want to test the lord in other areas try the lord's faithfulness learn how to grow in the lord's faithfulness in other areas of your life learning to trust growing confidence is a process. Be patient with yourself, just as our Father is patient with you. Just as our Father is patient with you. As one who's given one's life to Jesus, you've been made a son or daughter of our Heavenly Father. He loves you. God, our Father loves you. He has life for you. He longs to demonstrate his faithfulness to you. And as you grow, your internal anxiety is going to lessen and the voices of fear will soften. Expect, expect mistakes. Expect mistakes. Expect difficulty. Breathe. Receive forgiveness, receive forgiveness, and walk in grace. Walk in grace. Learning to trust in the faithfulness of God our Father is not easy. But being a third-timer, being a third-timer, becoming a third-timer is entirely possible for every single one of us who calls upon the name of the Lord. And it is what the Holy Spirit wants you to be able to enjoy wants you to be able to enjoy. So I end with the incredible words of the Apostle Paul from Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, for I am confident of this very thing. I'm confident. I have confidence. The Apostle Paul has confidence. The Apostle Paul has confidence. I am confident of this very thing. I'm confident of this very thing that he, God our Father, who began a good work in you, will perfect it. 
Our Father who began a very good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. This becoming a third time of brothers and sisters life in the overflow. If this uh, podcast or, or uh, blog or video has been helpful to you, it would be helpful to me if you would share it on your uh, social media platforms, all your friends and family members, as we seek to ignite followers of Jesus to live in the fullness of life that is ours by divine right through the Lord Jesus Christ so we can stand firm, we can enjoy the life, we can enjoy the life, and we become a beacon. We become a beacon to a lost and dying world that's trying really hard to find a way of life that will satisfy the storms of their souls. So share it, share it around, share it around. And if you would, if, if God our Father would lead you in the name of Jesus to support our work, we could certainly use your financial help. You can do that at trexo.org backslash donate, trexo.org backslash donate. Otherwise, we will be with you again next time we gather in the overflow. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.